1: And thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman. Today we're gonna to talk in particular about women in leadership, women in a politics in Utah. And it's interesting, just a couple of years ago, I had a chance to get to know Dr. Susan Madsen. She works at Utah Valley University in the Woodbury School of Business, and she has been a leader in our community, helping us take a closer look and a big wide look on the influence of women, not only in politics but in businesses. And so we're also welcoming Dr. Susan R. Madsen. She's the Oren R. Woodbury Professor of Leadership and Ethics. That's a big title. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for the research that you are doing. Now, we brought in this Studio today, also Candice. Perucci. Perucci. Mm-hmm. Candice is a congressional staffer, and you're a co-author. Both of you have just been a part of a very important look or snapshot of women in Utah politics. So let's talk about the ongoing research and then where we are now.
0: Absolutely. Well, in 2014, Candice and I actually uh, started writing a series of briefs, and the very first one was January 2014 on the status of women in Utah politics. And so, as you mentioned, we did other briefs on the status of women, and in each one we compare to the nation. So we did also one on education, one on nonprofits, uh, one on business. But what we've decided, what we decided to do, was to come back and do a three-year update. So have we made progress? What's happening? How far more? You know, how far are we still behind in terms of Utah women serving in political positions? I really
1: appreciate research because for me, it gives me an honest reflection of what is happening. And I remember one of the uh, the uh, articles that you had shared with us, uh, you let us know that we have plenty of representation, women do, in the nonprofit foundation world. I, mm-hmm. I, if, if we were to make a judgment call saying, is that adequate? But that there were there uh, plenty of women in leadership in those roles. We is are. That right? we're mm-hmm. that,
0: that's the one area that we're really close to the national average. We did find in politics in 2014 and continue to find in politics in K-12 through 12, as well as higher education in business when we look at women at those top levels, we really are quite substantially below the national average. But nonprofits were pretty close to national average in terms of executive
1: directors and in terms of their, their nonprofit boards. Okay, so we'll go back two years ago, 2014. At that point, were you surprised at the conclusions, Candice, that the research was showing you about the dearth, the lack of women in the uh, political process in the state?
2: Absolutely. And I think what was most shocking, even well, before the numbers, was the lack of research done on women in politics in Utah. Uh, the last book I was able to find on it was from 1991. Uh, wow. So, and it was just kind of an anecdotal going over some of the women and their experiences, which was really helpful. But drilling down to the actual numbers had it happen. So, absolutely. In 2014. Especially in the state legislature, I was surprised how low we were. And at that time, we did not have uh, any of our congressional delegation. We, it was all male. So since then, Congresswoman Mia Love's been elected, which is been a significant step forward. And that's a
0: huge, that's a huge, it's, it's huge progress because we were zero compared to, you know, uh, a much higher number, around 20 uh, in the nation. And then just the one person, we have six uh, seats uh, in Congress, and just one woman uh, oh, just made such, such a, a difference to 16.7. 16. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the national is 1920.
1: 19.4. Um, yeah. So, so we're still we're behind. Just
0: shy of it, though.
1: Yeah. Now. Right. So if we had one more... Mm-hmm. female was either a congresswoman or a okay. senator, then we would be at much closer, if not surpassing we the national surpass average. Uh-huh. That's something to shoot for, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> why do we think, let's back up for just a bit, too, as we talk about where we're at. Why was it a matter of interest to you? Why, why do we, why should we take a look at the involvement of women in the Utah pol- in, in politics? Well, as you know,
0: I am just passionate about getting more girls and women to have voice and confidence and, and lead in our community. There's so many reasons in politics and other areas to have women leader uh, leaders and in politics particularly. I mean, if we do not have more women at the table, I mean, women just... We think differently. We have different skills. Not every woman, not every man is is, you know, different. But when we don't have women in those important committees and subcommittees and having voice on city councils and being mayors, we really don't have equal representation in the issues that we care about. As women, we do care generally about issues that men don't care as much about. Men do a lot of roads and energy. Women tend to and Rebecca, the research says states that do not have as many women tend to have lower financial, lower funding towards things like education, health care, poverty, other social programs. And so we in Utah, you know, are in that kind of area. So if you
1: look at economic indicators on how strong a state is, if you measure it only by new business, infrastructure, growth, you're going to get one picture. But if you take a whole snapshot of what that society is looking, how are we doing with not only education, but education spending? How are we looking at uh, the least among us, those who are poverty, yeah. the ratio of children? If We want to have a community where we're addressing all of those factors to the best of our ability. Absolutely. One
0: other quick thing. Why do we need the data? Like Candace said, this, this is so important. Because to make progress, you have to know where you're at. We need to make progress. And so that's why we spent so much time looking at making phone calls, looking on websites, trying to find data, is that in any area, when you have statistics that say this is where we're at, then you have something to measure in future years, and you have some goals to set and then some good evaluation.
1: So I didn't get the opportunity to read the conclusive statement at the end of your research in 2014. What You know, was it just a summary or were you looking forward at ways that suggestions and that women could be become more involved in politics?
2: Yeah. So Dr. Madsen and I had both at the close of it offered recommendations and moving forward and resources for young women and women to use. And I think it's interesting in this brief, we focus on the immediate uh, suggestions that we have to improve the status of women in politics in Utah and then also the long term looking at our young women and our girls in school and ways that we can encourage them. And I want to go back to something you brought up as to why this is important. So I've been doing campaigns since high school and I've always loved politics. Um, I think it's important to note that not all women are the same, but everyone should acknowledge that they have a voice and should use it. And so I think um, that's something, too, in this data that's come out is women need a step forward. And it's there are internal barriers and perceived external barriers as well. But I think what this brief is really trying to do is call on women to say, hey, You're in all these different areas. You have so much experience. Why not run for elected office instead of limiting yourself? It was interesting because I, you
1: know, as we share our lives on Facebook, I had a woman who said, I've never actually entered the workforce. Um, I'm now 45 years old. I'm studying for a business degree, Utah Valley University, and I don't know what to put down on my resume. Mm -hmm. I've only, I've been at home, et cetera. And as we broke down, the skills that she had, the passion she had, she had had she had a tremendous amount. Not only in nonprofit organizations, she had a lot of managerial skills that she did not recognize. And one thing that you'll have to correct me on is, I remember uh, in your earlier summaries that women expected to be tapped. Is that correct? That well, and otherwise to step forward and and be involved politically, they were almost waiting for someone to say, Candace, you would be a fantastic congresswoman." Have you ever thought about running? I'm glad you remember
0: that. Before- a little bit you know prior to that what what the research continues to say is women don't even think about it so so one of the issues is that the research says that that men if they're 50 to 60% if they know they have the qualifications to put in for a promotion or to run for public office or to do something they'll actually put their uh, name in that they'll they'll put in their resume to do it they'll they think that's I'm close enough. The research says, and this is not just Utah, this is beyond Utah na- uh, internationally, that women, f- most women feel they need to be about 90 to 100 percent qualified before they'll even step forward. And what that means is there's just not women in the pools to hire or or even running for office. And so you're right, Um the tap is powerful. The research actually says about 30 to 40 percent uh, women need more than men, 30 to 40 percent more to be tapped. And that just means, um, you know, maybe can't. And Candace has already thought about it a lot, mm-hmm. but many women haven't. And I just say to Candace, hey, you know the issues. You're prepared. <laughs> you should actually step forward and run for office. What we find is most women haven't even thought about it. And when we tap them, one person is good, but two is even better. Then they'll start thinking about it. And then the likelihood they will step up
1: is much more powerful. So I'm hearing a couple of things. One is that women need to be encouraging other women to become involved in politics. Men and, 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 men. Men, men yeah. and women. Thank you. And number two, we as women need to start seeing ourselves in a different light. We are much more capable, much more valued than we give ourselves credit for. Absolutely. you There's, said men and women. Candice, I'm sorry. And, uh, clarify that for me. Oh,
2: I clarified that because I think this will always just be a women's issue if we keep it in the women's corner. We make up more than 50 percent of the population. It's and we're considered a minority. Uh, I think it's important for both men and women to care t- uh, and em- encourage young women yeah. um girls to be
0: involved. Yeah, men can be powerful, and I know many men in the state of Utah that just get it. They get why both men and women should be uh, working together, and they're very powerful influences uh, for the good of society through
1: encouraging women to run for office. Okay, so here we are two years later, as we're talking about three years. I have to do the math. That's right, (laughs) 2017 from 2014. Thank you. So at that point, uh, we made the, the, the jump in percentage because of the Uh, election of Congresswoman Mia Love. So more representation on on those seats, right? How about the state legislature?
2: Well, that is exciting. I was excited about this because the state legislature, the number of women serving the state legislature has actually been declining since 2009 in Utah. And this is the first year we've reversed that trend. So we were consistently decreasing. And then in 2017, we now have... Pulled it forward to. Let me pull it up. Nineteen point two is what and we, we have. were fifteen percent, about fifteen percent last year.
0: So that's still that still puts us. I mean, the national average is about twenty five percent. So we're at nineteen, which means we're still well below the national average, but we are increasing and we jumped by a, a couple of seats. So even one woman running and, and getting in office really makes a difference. I was also in statewide, uh, we we always analyze the um, state executive offices and we continue to be at zero. And the national average is about, thir- about 23%. But the state executive offices are offices like the governor and the lieutenant governor and the attorney general. And we analyze six of those. And actually throughout, time, it really has only been Oline Walker in the lieutenant governor and governor, and then Jan Graham in attorney, attorney general. general. That, was, that was in the 90s. Yeah, right. and
2: Oline Walker actually wasn't elected yeah. to be governor. She was elected to be lieutenant governor. So we've never elected a female governor. And what's surprising to me is that not even the main, two major parties nor a third party even nominated a female so there were zero female candidates period for statewide. So
0: we need to we
2: need to shake things up in terms of that. One exciting thing that we
0: did in this brief, when, when Candace and I dug into the research and collected data, was that we um, we didn't, the first time, do any county-level positions. And Candace uh, worked very hard on county levels. Oh, yeah. So in this report, we have we have county commissioners and councils and other positions. We did mayors last time. We did mayors again this time. But we didn't have city councils last time. And that took some good time to figure that out. Wow. So we Talk have about
1: crunching the numbers. Some
0: yeah. data. Yeah. And then we also, because they're elected positions, did uh, school boards, the
1: state as well
2: wow, as local. Okay, so w-
1: should we start with school boards, or what would you like to start? Sure.
0: Okay. Go ahead. Let, let's take So school boards, yeah, I think I did the data analysis yeah, on because, that Because, I mean, one, my Candace, assumption would be we'd have more
1: female involvement in school do. boards. We mm-hmm.
0: do. We do. And, in fact, the interesting thing was our state school board, who are, you know, elected positions, we actually... Um, Increased a lot, and and we have about seventy three percent, eleven seats of fifteen this year alone are women. So we're actually above the national average in terms of the state board. In terms of of school districts around the state and those boards of education, um, we have about uh, twenty or forty seven percent. So we don't have good national data to compare that to. We think we're. Pretty close to national average in terms of our state. It's interesting
1: um, because my neighbor across the street, she was tapped. Someone said to her, You like politics, you <laughs> should get involved and become a, a delegate. So she became mm-hmm. a delegate of her party. After that experience, she then felt empowered enough to run for school board. Now, she didn't win the school board election to her, to our chagrin and, and to many, but she had that confidence to move in to the arena and, and, and much more depth and understanding. So, and
2: Candace, really, why don't you talk about that? that- and that is actually one of the big suggestions we yeah. make here in Utah is that attend your caucus, run as a delegate. Don't just go. Run as a delegate, actually, and get involved in the process because not only are you then privy to conversations with elected officials and networking opportunities, you are throwing yourself into the political process. And it's a very, you were elected, you know, a small group of people like to do in your precinct and it's putting your foot forward. And I think that's one of the, the common threads and people I've talked to as they say I ran as a delegate.
1: And that was my first step into becoming involved yeah. in politics. For those who've just joined us, you're hearing a couple of uh, voices with important information. Dr. Susan R. Matson is with Utah Valley University, the Woodbury School of Business. Her official title is the Orin W. Orin R. Woodbury Professor of Leadership and Ethics. I've been very familiar with her as not only has she been doing a lot of research on women in leadership within the state of Utah, but also working to network women together to try to galvanize us and encourage ourselves um, in many areas. We'll talk a bit about that. Also joining us in studio is the co-author of this research, Research, uh, Candace Perucci. Candice, thank you so much for joining us. The original co-author of the research out in 2014, also the author of the recent research. It's called The Status of Women in Utah Politics, a 2017 Update. This is available on online. Is that True. Yes, okay, Great. All of our briefs and all of our research snapshots are available on our website. OK, so we're learning that if you are compelled or we are trying to compel you to get involved <laughs> in political, one of the early steps you can take is to become a delegate in your local caucus and that that could lead and more likely lead you to be more comfortable to be involved in politics and other seats. So school boards, go ahead. Okay. So, okay so, so I think we mm-hmm. finished talking about right.
2: that, actually. Okay. So do you want to move to counties? You bet. One comment I just wanted to make is for some women running as a delegate might seem overwhelming or not exactly their cup of tea. Um, I also think women are very issue oriented and they Really are cause driven, and so if you can join a cause, be it a pro-life group, uh, education group, tax reform, which, whatever you're passionate about, that's another way for you to become an advocate, and I think that's another baby step towards the right direction.
0: And I know uh, like Deidra Henderson, one of her the way that she jumped in was she just helped someone with their campaign. She helped um, Congressman
2: Chaffetz with his campaign, and she really got rolling. And ran she, out of her laundry room, and oh gosh, she's fantastic. We love Deidra. So I wanted to jump to counties because that was something we had not dove into yet, and uh, we have in Utah. You can in counties. You can have either a county commission Mm -hmm. or you can have a county council. And predominantly, we have county commissions. So there are 69 county commissioner seats in Utah. Of those 69 elected seats, 66 are men and three are women. So So you want to give me that number again? So 66 (laughs) out of 69 are men. Three of the 69 are women, and they're in rural areas. My goodness. Um, And they're... From Beaver, San Juan, and San Pete, so great job! They're making a lot Utah. of local decisions, aren't <laughs> yes, they? Yes, <laughs> they are. They really are, and I think counties are often overlooked, but they actually are huge in, in playing an important role in the lives of individuals. And what was really interesting, so also county councils. So there are uh, six, six county counties that have councils, and there are forty-two seats. 35 of those seats are held by men, seven by women. So it's a slightly higher percentage. Uh, but what was really fascinating to me was that to be a clerk or auditor, sometimes they're combined, It uh, and that's an elected position, it was significantly higher with women. Over 50 yeah. percent of Utah's clerks and auditors for counties are women. And so it's curious to me um, that women are more likely to step forward and run as clerk or auditor but then there's such discrepancy between a county commissioner and that so and a lot of factors could go into that
1: Mm-hmm. my first thought was it seems less scary to have a defined role right. the clerk is in charge of these specific things where a lot of us are a little nervous about stepping into the fray of politics we
2: call it the VP syndrome where it's like <laughs> I'm okay being second but I don't want to be
0: and that's one. very strong in the research um, even even for even continues today in, in with students at universities they're much more comfortable when they're a, a female student to not be in the student body president role so we still do that. Women uh, tend more. I mean, men
1: take more risks than women that testosterone. <laughs> and yet life, no matter where we're at, is full of all kinds of obstacles. So we're undervaluing undervaluing our ability to navigate obstacles. We're going to find them in the political. We're going find, to find them in the workplace. We're going to find them at home. We're going to find them in education. We're going to find them. It, that's that's. The nature of being in life is that yeah and
0: absolutely and something you said just really um, came back to me right now because there's so many women that think they're not prepared to do things yet they do complex with their kids I have a neighbor that had has two autistic twins and she learned how to negotiate and she was a fireball when it came to them and there's other women that do those things yet they can't transfer those skills in their minds to maybe politics or leading in the community when in reality it's the same set of skills you just need to to step up and we need to tap wow so the the city um Data was so interesting city council. Well, we did mm-hmm. well, for the mayor, we did the mayors last time, and we actually have seen a slight increase from about seven percent to about nine percent. So a couple more female mayors are in there. But in the mayor role,
1: we're, we're still a good chunk be- below the nation. So I have seen more women on the ballot. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say that in the last couple of years. now maybe this is anecdotally where I'm just seeing it in my area, so therefore it seems like it's happening more often. But I didn't see them win. But I saw them on the ballot and I thought, you know, name recognition used to be one of those major reasons. So if you have someone getting reelected over and over again, it's often hard to come in, whether you're male or female, and replace.
2: One thought on that, Uh too, that I think we should address. So Utah is a super red state. We have a super majority in the legislature of Republicans. And... Typically, in just reviewing the data for the most recent election, there were a lot of female candidates, but they were running as Democrats, which is awesome to our Democrat sisters. Uh, (laughs) But in Utah, party is party over anything. So um, you may have seen more females and we'll have to go back and look at that. But if you're not running as a Republican and you're if you're not running in those er areas that are typically red, then. That it's is hard. so true. I mean, across the nation,
0: more Democrat women come up through the Democratic Party than the Republican. But I think in Utah, because of That's what Candace just said, mm-hmm. it's really kind of extreme. We've got to get women uh, running through that. And back to something Candace was saying, um, it is so important and critical for women to step up themselves but also there's a lot of external barriers there's social norms there's socialization that happen and there's a lot of unconscious bias and c- conscious bias and so we do have an old boys network is what we call it and it's alive and well here in Utah I will have to say and and I'm sure we have some of that in the Democratic party but we know we do in the Republican party you're just used to having men there they like to have the power and so it's hard culturally sometimes for women to to work their way in. So what I'm saying is, as Candace said, we've got to have women step forward, but we've got to have men recognize that our state, our communities, our society will be better served and better represented if we have... Men and women both serving together of equal numbers um, to really represent society. So I think we need to work on both. And Candace brings up a, such a good point on that. We've got to, we just haven't had women come up through the Republican side. And I think in Utah, we could actually do something extraordinary with that if we, if we had more women step a, a up. A greater and coalition
1: women. of women yeah. and supporting yeah. each other in that process. We have about five minutes uh, left. And I know it's a very important research. And I, I, I'm going to encourage everyone to look at this because it does as we, the reality of the lack of representation of women in your city councils, your counties, your state, your executive positions, it should be a wake-up call. To all of us and now you've said both men and women a wake-up call that we all want to step forward in which means fathers are raising daughters who are going to be prepared which means women are raising daughters and saying you can't you, you don't just worry about becoming a doctor or preparing yourself for this how about this yeah. start looking at yourselves in, in, in much wider ways what's some of the other research that stood out to you or solutions for the future that we should share
0: one one quick thing though uh, that we didn 't say that I would like to and the city councils we didn 't have good national data but but, but we're around 24%. And that actually, um, my gut says that's a, a bit of an increase from the past, even though we don't know. We don't have that data. Because we didn't um, measure it. Prior yeah, we sure. didn't measure it. Uh, so we know we're behind the nation. But we I have a gut feeling that we're making some improvement. So in terms of some, um, as Candace uh, said earlier, there's short-term and there's longer-term. How about if I talk a little bit about longer-term and you hit some that's short-term, good. Candace? Yeah, sounds great. So in terms, I, I study this a lot. I'm a scholar of women and leadership. But we have to, I mean, there's a lot of social norms there that women do certain things and men do certain things. And men can talk a certain way and women need to, you know, if, if men self-promote, which you need to do when you run for office, it, we say, oh, that's just what men do. But if women self-promote, Um, We say, oh, wait, Mm -hmm. they're not supposed to be doing that. So there's some longer term things that we need to work with our boys and girls. On one thing specifically is that I really and I don't have good data to measure this, but across the board, women have lower aspirations to lead than men. And I really believe in Utah. That's that's um, accented even more that we have got to figure out how do we raise aspirations of girls of teenage girls, of women, to want to lead, to want to have a voice, to want to have confidence, to believe they should step up, to believe they can step up. And so there's a lot of things like like just having conversations with boys and girls when they're young about about their voices and how important that is to tell them both how important it is to get engaged in society and serve and and uh, speak know, up all for of yourself. Those kinds sure. Of things, yeah. And we've got to really focus on unconscious bias from. Um, from really our youth and our children up to have people just be more careful in terms of understanding the issues. We make judgments so easily just because that's the way things have done, been done. And so girls, they don't see women in these positions. They don't think they can do it. So we've got to have more women now so that we can have more girls and women prepare for the future. I appreciate that. Some short-term
2: so some short term, looking at that, we already hit on that you could run as a state delegate, attend your caucus, join a cause, get involved in a an issue you're passionate about. There are also groups like the Women's State Legislative uh Council, the Professional Republican Women for Conservatives. There's a Troublemaker group as well, um, a group of women that get together. So there are lots of different groups spotting up that you can reach out to, um, but also Real Women Run. Yeah, and I, I'm group. speaking at that actually in the next week. It's January,
1: January 14th. Yes, yep. the winter training. Yep,
2: so it's so, going to hit on that one and then the Utah Women in Leadership Project just following the work that they do. And So Real
1: Women Run. This Real is women. ongoing workshops, correct? Available? Or tell me how to best describe it. They
0: have a couple of trainings. I'm actually on their board. But the first one, it's a full-day training on January 14th, which is a Saturday, and it's being held at Salt Lake Community College. If people just search Real Women Run, they'll get that. And it's a fabulous event with with great speakers. I say that because I'm going to be one of them. I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, um, But it has workshops on how to finance campaigns. And it's good for women that want to run, but there's also such great things for people that just want to know understand sure. what's happening and and get involved in some campaigns. So there's lots of women legislature, legislators that come,
1: but um, it's just a great thing to do. So, so look that up. Real Women Run training. and this training coming up January 14th yes. at Salt Lake Community College. Is that where yes. it's going to be housed? And they so, can register
0: just by going to Real Women Run, uh, that website. Okay. Go look for that. You mentioned...
2: Another group, start with you. Yeah, year. so the WSLC is a big group as well. PRW, uh, the Troublemaker Group. They're, they're, it's encouraging she keeps to looking see at me when she says Troublemaker. Different groups. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what I was going to add to it, because we're seeing such a discrepancy in red versus blue in the state of Utah is that we call on Republican women to step forward. Um, And if we could sum up this brief in two words, it'd be slight increase. And progress was made. But we can do so much more. And I think that would just be a summation of everything is for women to take a hard look at what you can do to help and contribute in your community.
1: Also, you mentioned the Utah Women and Leadership Project, right? Mm -hmm. So all of this, there's a lot that we've been talking about. So yes, look up Real Women Run. Look up the Utah Women and Leadership Project. And that's the one I founded in direct. And we have free
0: events all the time. Most of them, are they Tuesday nights? Um, Tuesday or Wednesday Mm -hmm. nights. Mm -hmm. We have one coming up on creating and growing small businesses. We have one in the spring um, that we talk about body image and just confidence and perfectionism and different things that may not sound like they're about politics, but all of them Add to your confidence in your voice to be able to do whatever you choose to do and make a bigger impact, not just for the state of Utah, but but when you have more confidence and voice as a woman and want to lead, you can actually do more for your families. You can do more for your schools you can do more
1: for your churches you know all of and these and do more entities. for yourself and,
0: and yeah, a greater sense
1: of of accomplishment and fulfillment Absolutely. in this life now because we've mentioned so many wonderful organizations and put a big goal out there okay for us if it if you need more help being guided email me directly and i will send you the links that both candice Perucci and Susan Matson have mentioned today as we've been talking about the snapshot of where we are now with Utah uh, Women in, um, in Politics for 2017. So my email is Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A at fm100.com Happy to put you in touch with uh, Dr. Susan Matson and Candace Perucci and all the other organizations that are dedicated to getting more women involved and hearing more women's voices in the future of Utah. Thank you, both of you, for making the trap, the trap? The, the trip, this <laughs> period There wasn't a trap just because it's the media, the (laughs) trap up here. And thank you for your ongoing research. Wonderful to be here. Thanks.